It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer Ben Mehech and myself, Anthony Cittadino. We are your hosts, and you are now locked on Wizards, where you get everything Wizards basketball. Thank you so much for tuning in whenever you are making the show a part of your day. Go subscribe to the Locked on Wizards podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Locked on Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into. We'll be going over the Washington Wizards' latest win against the Orlando Magic, a player they just waved and picked up, Bradley Beal's current injury, and Denny Advia's best game, as a rookie, but first we want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Built Bar, and we will let you know about everything that you need to know about Built Bar later in the show. Ben, I hope you're doing well, my friend. We are back at it, Lockdown Wizards. Let's get right into it. The Washington Wizards waived Jerome Robinson after 17 games with them. Called up Jordan Bell from the G League. Jerome Robinson, five points, two rebounds, one and a half assists, on 29% field goal percentage throughout 17 games. How do we feel about this? Um, Yeah, Ben, give us your full-on initial take. We're here. This is the point in the season where we talk about inconsequential roster moves, but we're going to dig a little deeper because that's what we do here on Lockdown Wizards. A player of Jerome Robinson's caliber, again, with all due respect, he's, he's, he struggled throughout his career. Um, had a hard time with the Clippers. The the Wizards traded Isaiah Thomas for Jerome Robinson, who was a lottery pick just a couple years ago in Troy Brown's uh, draft, I believe. Um, so the Wizards thought maybe they can take a flyer on him, maybe see what he has. Struggled in Washington, showed flashes of being a pretty good scorer. But, you know, he, like you said, four points this year. Here's where it gets odd. He just started for the Wizards last week. He was started three games, I'm pretty sure. Had a couple games where he played over 20 minutes a game. So to go from being really uh, a part of the rotation starting to being waived in mere days, I think just shows how erratic this team's roster construction has been and just the minutes and, and everything that we've been talking about really all year long. Um, it says a lot about Washington's sort of insecurity in their in their in their roster. I mean, they had Jordan Bell not long ago. They waived him or didn't re-sign him, but they kept Jerome Robinson. So to me, if you think Jordan Bell is a better player or can contribute at a higher level, why didn't you just do that from the beginning? I mean, there's only 20 some odd games left. The Wizards are out of the playoff picture. It's just right. kind of confusing, but it is. And Jordan, they they did play Jordan 
uh, three games prior to, to all of this early on in the season. But Ben, for Jerome Robinson, early on in the, in the season, he was getting very inconsistent minutes, 20 minutes here, seven minutes there, back to 20, you know, 10 minutes here, five minutes there, 30, 35 minutes. He played as one of his peak minute games early in the season. Then before the Wizards decided to shut him down for a month, almost two months, nearly two months, Ben, the the game before they shut him down for the longest stretch of time, can you take a guess how, how many minutes he played? The last game that he played before he took a stretch of like almost two months of not playing. You know, knowing the Wizards, he probably played like 30 minutes. He played 39 seconds. Oh, 39 seconds. he started after probably. And then, yes, and and, and then didn't play for nearly two months. And then Scott Brooks threw him in for 20 minutes, 20 minutes, almost 40 minutes, and then another 10 minutes, and then they waived him. So, yes, erratic. I would say 100,000% that's absolutely erratic. This is is literally shown to, to the world. This is how you do not play your players. This is exactly how you do not progress your players along throughout a season. Uh, Jerome Robinson, how he could have had any sort of idea of what his role is throughout this year. I mean, how could he? There had, he probably had to be confused literally the entire year. Troy Brown Jr. just said his third year as a Washington Wizard. He was so confused all year. This was absolutely, a, I mean, really, Ben, what, 21, 22 games left in the season, and they're yeah. making this move now. How, what sense does this make? I guess maybe we don't. We haven't had an injury update from Daniel Gafford in a while. Maybe he's not going to come back soon. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Maybe that they want to be cautious with his return. They, they feel like they need another big man. Um, to me, like you I said, like you that. started. I like, the, you, I like that point. Yeah. You you started the season with with Jerome Robinson, Troy Brown, and Isak Bonga. The three were supposed to compete for minutes, and now you're just left with Isak Bonga, who can't get any minutes, seemingly so. Um, to me, it's just very clear that this team, and it's been clear for a long time, and uh, it, it seems like the Wizards are finally starting to admit it. They just don't have enough talent on the wing. They have the worst wing rotation in the NBA and the worst center rotation in the NBA. And when, you're, when you lack that much depth, when five, maybe six players on the roster – could be out of the NBA at any given moment. It's really hard to win basketball games. I mean, you look at up and down the roster. Besides Jerome Robinson, you could. I'm not going to name names here, with just out of respect, but you can name at least three or four players on this roster who, if the season ended tomorrow, I'd be surprised if they were back in the NBA. Ben, Ben, that and and, and I totally understand what you're saying, but when we're talking about this, is their late season move? when they have two superstars on their roster, they're trying to like make this playoff push. Tommy Shepard said it last year saying that we're not trying to like shoot for the lottery. We're trying to shoot for the playoff push. That's what we do. We have veterans on this team. Ben making this move this late in the season, Jordan bell played three games early on in the season with the, with the wizards. His first game, he didn't even get three minutes. He scored two points. His second game, he got, over 15 minutes of playing time, scored four points, four rebounds. His third game, Scott Brooks gave him over 31 minutes of playing time, and the kid had a great game. Four points, 11 rebounds, five assists, one steal, one block. Yeah. Didn't shoot particularly well, two for nine from the floor, but still what had a positive impact in his third game. 
his fourth game, they brought him on the road right after his his uh, right after that uh, that third game against New Orleans, and they brought him on the road um, to Atlanta, and he he didn't dress, and right after that he was sent down to the G League. So now, what is your plan for Jordan Bell? If that was your plan for him to bring him up to have some sort of ridiculous three game you know stretch of hey we'll just keep inter- increasing you know your minutes until we see something and whatever they may have not seen. They just shunned him, sent him, sent him back down. I thought he had a great third game with over thirty minutes. Yeah, obviously, that's, obviously it was over thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to could play for a dude who hasn't played in the NBA for a while. Well, ben, this doesn't make sense for either of the players. No, either of them could have been in their position. Like you know, Jordan Bell could have been in Jerome Robinson's position throughout the entire season, played seventeen games, been on the team the majority of the year. Yeah, Would that have made any sort of sense to to waive him with twenty games left to bring up someone else from the G League. This this type of move, it's like what 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 do you think you're doing here? Do you think you're making that much of a of a change in your rotation in your lineup to make this playoff push right now? Because this is ridiculous. Here's what I think is true. I think again, I'm speculating. I think if we were to have a podcast with Tommy Shepard and he was able to be as honest as possible, I think he would say, "Man, I thought we had more in Mo Wagner. I thought we had more in Isak Bonga and Jerome Robinson and Troy Brown than we did." And I think that's why he traded Mo Wagner. I think that's why he traded Troy Brown. And I think that's why they waived Jerome Robinson. I think this is them kind of admitting by their actions that these players probably weren't as ready or maybe even as good as they thought. And that's why the team's record is what it is. And that's not the players' fault at all. Because, hey, if you if Tommy Shepard wants to give me an NBA contract tomorrow, I'll sign it. But I think it is, it is um, telling for the front office by they got rid of three of the players in, in a very short time frame. And, and I think if these, if the front office trusted these players and believed in them, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have waived them and traded them for basically. Right, ben. And the only moves they made late in the season were those are our role players and our, our, our like players that are not, you, you know, superstar or focal points of this, of this roster, not, not trying to, to, to disrespect them in any way, but, but Ben, that's the only moves that, that, that Tommy Shepard has made that the team has made. Um, what does that really say for this identity of this franchise? Going That's the only moves with, you can make. Like, what are you going to do with those players? Like, again, I, 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 I'm glad that we're stressing that we don't want to disrespect these players, but their value in the NBA is what it is. And when you have Isak Bunga, Jerome Robinson, Hal Neto, a Smith, Robin Lopez on your roster, and these guys are getting minutes, you're not going to get a good role player back for these players. You're just not. That's not their, their teams aren't going to take those players on. They don't have roster spots for players like that. That. And the Wizards are full. Their entire roster is full of those players. That's exactly why we're in the position that we are in. And I, I said this about the, about the New York Knicks years ago to you, Ben, that they had a fine roster with fine players, but they were asking them to do entirely too much. They exactly. were asking role players to be star players and to take on a full load of, of playing 40 minutes a game, scoring, playing defense for, for, for that long throughout the this is exactly what their roster is, is made of, uh, is of capable role players. They are they are capable. I'm not saying that they're not, but the way it, it was constructed, they have two capable players. They don't have much else besides just role players or really, really young guys that are that are role trying players. to mold themselves exactly. into, you know, into what they, what they want to be in this exactly. league. And ben, that's why we're in the hole. It takes years and years for a player like Isak Bonga and Jordan Robinson to become contributing players. Um, right. 
Jerome Robinson right now is not an NBA player, by the way. He's 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 not. He's not in the NBA. He's technically not an NBA player, but he started NBA games for the Wizards last in week. In place of the best shooting guard right. in the NBA. So notice the dip. You go from Bradley Beal, and then your backup there is Jerome Robinson, who you just admitted, if you're the Wizards, exactly. isn't an NBA player because exactly. you waived him. Exactly. So you started a non-NBA player in place of Bradley Beal. That, that obviously... It just goes to show that this team has zero depth. And if you need more proof, just look at the record. And Ben, they obviously had no faith in Jordan Bell early on the season. And if yeah. they did, they would have kept him up, but they didn't. They they they, they sent him back down to the G League, and now they're doing this. Why? Because Jerome Robinson showed what? Showed, I mean, maybe, hard. maybe not the most after being sat for two months. Yeah. In place of Bradley Beal. Oh, hey, I, I got to go to the job of, you know, the, the best shooting guard in the league after not being played for, for all this time, after not being told what kind of role I have. And now I have to come out and perform like that. And, oh, wait, I don't. Of course I get waived. What? Absolutely. Like yeah. This this is ab- absolutely ridiculous. And and to tell you the truth, this is <laughs> the Wizards, they deserve what is coming to them, which is going to be a, a fine draft pick, which will be a fine, fine draft pick. But, Ben, but more so that an awful end to the season because this is just – if this – Tommy – if these are your moves, this this really this is the these are the moves that you're making. Then fine, that's yeah, fine. I Maybe mean, you're okay with the lottery. That's totally fine. But again, he said he wasn't. Again, that's what the issue. Ben, right? that's the issue. What we're talking about here is because he said he was not okay with it. Yeah, the, the Washington Wizards. That was their that was their standpoint. They were not okay with a rebuilding process. Not okay with the lottery. Not okay with any sort of drafting possibility a lottery option at the, at the end of any season. They want to be in the playoffs. They want to have a competitive team. But, hey, guess what? Teams like the Oklahoma City Thunder are more competitive than the Washington Wizards at this point. Oh, I mean, yeah, because and it really just boils down to the simple fact that they have better players. 100%. And, and that's just what it is. Um, it's 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 going to take a lot, I think, for the Wizards to be able to make significant moves in the future and I don't. I just don't see how they improve this offseason because their cap space is bad. They don't have much room. Uh, I imagine Robin Lopez won't be coming back. So I can't see a situation where they don't have a similar roster next year. It's not going to be Joe right, Robinson, but, but it's going to be yeah. a Chandler Hutchinson probably. And, and it'll be another player similar to Chandler Hutchinson who are, are – kind of interesting young players, but they shouldn't right. be playing for a team and, that wants to compete. And Ben, to tell you the truth, we should have had this mindset going into this year because we just thought, hey, like once Brad had like another star, you know, once yeah. he was out of that gutter after that one year after that injury, we, we were fine. Like that's what it was going to be. And once he had a, had a star, we're rocking and rolling again. And that's just, that was not the case. They they made no, they made no sort of, um, you know, um, they didn't obtain any sort of pieces. They, they just, they, they did not obtain any sort of depth at all. And, and they didn't do any sort of work over the, over free agency besides Robin Lopez, Howell Neto, Anthony Gill, guys like this, what we were talking God, about, don't even get me which, started. which again, <laughs> you know, we love a Howell Neto. We love a Robin Lopez and Robin Lopez. The two, I mean, we keep saying it. We're talking about the top three most consistent players on the team. Robin Lopez is in that conversation, Ben. No doubt. It's just a hundred percent is. And, and again, this is the roster that we're we're working with but Ben I don't want to just throw away their their free agency offseason to, to say that hey it's, it's hard to, to think that they aren't going to do anything oh I always will have a have faith in a free uh, in a front office that will that will work their butts off 
an entire free agency and try and revamp a team. But again, like you said, it's extremely hard. It's so, so hard. It's, it's nearly impossible. But if you have the right guys in place, if you have the guys in place that have the right ideas, that, that have a vision, that want to put together a completely different team. Ben, it needs to be completely I, I mean, when we're talking about the landscape of, of this basketball team, we're, when we're talking about completely different, if you want to keep Brad and Russ, sure. You need – almost everyone else needs to be yeah. different at that point. And that's the issue. I think Tommy Shepard, I mean, he did say, I want to bring back Hal Neto and Robin Lopez. That's why he didn't trade them. To me, that's a problem because they that's have been dumb. good this year, but if they're playing big minutes for your team, exactly. it's going to be bad. Exactly. And, and Exactly. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Well, it remains to be seen if Tommy Shepard's even going to be around. It's hard for us to speculate. Right, we'll see right, what the right. coaching staff looks like. But this roster, obviously, if you're coming back next year with the roster that looks like the, like it did this year, you can't expect to win. It's going to end up that way. It's going to end up almost the same way. It, it'll it end up the same way, if not worse, because Bradley Beal's not going to tolerate it anymore. No way. But Anthony... Let's dig a little deeper into the most recent loss. I talked about Bradley Beal's injury. I want to get your takes on that because I think that's probably the most interesting, if not the most important storyline going on in Washington. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Built Bar. We got a Built Bar champion now, but don't forget all the other delicious flavors. You got caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon, almond, cheesecake, really any flavor you can imagine. Built Bar probably has it. But the good thing about it, Anthony, it's delicious. It's healthy. It's flavorful. It's low calorie, it's low sugar, and even better, we have a promo code for you. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on 15, and you'll get 15% off. That's the promo code locked 15 for 50% off on builtbar.com. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Anthony, let's talk about this injury some more. I gave my thoughts on the latest podcast, but I couldn't get as deep into it as I wanted without you. Brad Beal, he's hurt played through pain on Wednesday against the Orlando Magic. The Wizards obviously won. Beal, he admitted, he said that he's dealing with some nerve stuff. That's what he called it. He said nerve stuff. That, to me, it scares the hell out of me, Anthony. What, what was your reaction when you saw that? This is my reaction, Ben. This is, <laughs> I mean, we. I, I'm so silent for a reason. Just because we, we started this season with a superstar on this team that was pretty was we won't say forced but was was played with everyone under the understanding that that he was hurt. Russell Westbrook was hurt with a quadricep injury and and started the season and played a good amount of games with this injury. Did not play back-to-backs. Ben Bradley Beal 
Now, best shooting guard in the game. 27-year-old superstar. Absolutely at the top of his game. Could be argued as top five player right now, top three player right now. Everything he does is absolutely unbelievably great in for the game of basketball. For us to sit up here and talk about his injuries, and this is not like an injury like a hangnail. This is not a you know a sore finger, I guess. He has nerve damage. He's ha- he's heavy. To play the best shooting guard in basketball in the world, really, when he has this type of injury, when 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 this is kind of an un- unknown injury in, in in the basketball world, this is not the most common injury. I mean, frustrating is not really the word. Angry is not really the word. Um. Disappointed is not really the word. There's not really a word out there for Scott Brooks, his team, whatever the front office is saying. This is absolutely ridiculous. I don't care. I don't care if they were 500 in the East. I don't care if they were even over 500 in the East. You do not ask this guy to play when he's hurt. You don't do that. You don't You don't take your superstar player and say, hey, you have a significant injury, a unique injury of that. And say, hey, go go play. Mind you, Ben. No, not mind you. You know. We all know. They got 18 wins. 30-some-odd loss. Ben, right now, to have your superstar player playing with nerve damage, with this record, that you are so far out of reality, of actual contention, of actual competitiveness. This is this is the worst decision the Washington Wizards has they have made in a long time, in my mind, in a long, long time. And it's just for the simple fact that Bradley Beal is is um is so special to not only basketball but to sports. The world of sports. Bradley Beal is, is, I mean, like when we, when we talk about players like this in the world of sports, he's, I mean, he's dominant on a, on a different level. And when a franchise gets involved and when, 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 when injuries are played around with, that can be detrimental to someone's career. And you and I, we don't care about the, we're, we're, I mean, yes, yes, we care about the longevity of the Washington Wizards and like and all that, but like, you know, they, they will always have a career. A franchise will always have that sort of like career if they if they're in business, right? And and they will they will have that for years and years and years, decades on end, and will always have a team to to field or put on the court, whatever, whatever sport it may be. Bradley Beal has one career. He's 27 years old. He's the best shooting guard in the game. He's a superstar and he's and he's very underappreciated. Ben, um, I just went off, man. I want you to go off too. You've, you've covered Bradley Beal your whole your whole career, um, his whole career, since you were a kid too. Uh, I mean, for Christ, I mean, you know, you you are you're younger than Brad, and 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 you and you were covering him, you know, when when he was a 19 year old kid coming out of Florida. So Ben, seeing this happen to to the 
number three overall pick for the for the Washington Wizards that have that had successfully you know developed Brad. Obviously, he would have developed greatly ever, at anywhere that he would have went. But but Ben, after everything that 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 is that has been brought to us that I just said about his injury, um, obviously. I am not for this. I would want him to sit. I want him to heal. Uh, I think a lot of people would. Ben, let's get your take on this because um, because this is what we want from you, man. You you've been covering him for forever, and you um, you've been covering the Wizards longer. So so Ben, do, what do you think about this? To me, this is so so horrendous of a decision. Um, I we want your take though. I agree, Anthony. I mean, I, I can echo everything you just said. When I read Brad's quotes, I literally had to double check to make sure they weren't John Wall's. I remember John Wall as a 20-something-year-old player with the Washington Wizards playing through knee pain, having to get knee surgery as a result, playing through a broken hand, having to get a surgery as a result, playing through these minor nagging injuries, and then it ultimately really hurting the course of his career. The reason why he was ultimately traded from the Washington Wizards because he had dealt with these injuries. He played through Achilles pain in Washington. He ended up tearing his Achilles. Okay. Brad Beal said that at some point I have to play through it. Brad Beal is that sort of competitor. He wants to play through pain, but if you're the Washington Wizards, if you're any yeah, NBA you player, have the power to not clear them. you have to have the player's best interest in mind, especially if you want him to stay in Washington for the rest of his career. This season for the Wizards is over. You have to protect your players. I don't care if they're the 15th player on the roster, and especially if he's one of the best players on the planet. You gotta protect him. Ben, seriously, like, and we sit here, but every game, every minute, every second of an athlete is on the floor, on the field, we're at... Of whatever respective, you know, like, you know, wherever they play, their domain, they're at risk for injury, right? And no matter what Bradley Beal does, he's going to play his way. He's going to play his style of basketball. And we haven't seen a major injury from Bradley Beal, thank God. And I'm knocking on wood right now. I don't want to see that. None of us want to ever see that. But again, Ben, them making the choice to play him during this injury, them making the choice to to, to play him at high minutes, yeah, thirty minutes injury, after not after they you know, missed multiple games. Right, thirty minutes. Right, right. So Ben, think about the think about if I mean because these things happen all the time, and I don't want to. I'm, I'm not trying to speak this into to existence. But if Bradley Beal did suffer an awful injury during this time when they were playing him, dur, dur, like dur, when he had an injury, and during a time where they are not in contention yeah. to literally be in playoff position, Ben. What does that say about the Washington Wizards? It says that they're doing things that they said they wouldn't do anymore. I mean, the Wizards have revamped the entire front office. They added multiple departments. They added a medical team. They hired a brand new Daniel Medina. They hired him. Doctor, well-renowned, entire staff changed the way they were going to approach injuries because the team had dealt with a lot of injuries over the last few years. They revamped everything, and now they're doing the same thing. I understand Brad might want to play, but if you're the team, look, you can even justify John Wall playing through some of injuries. He played with a broken hand in, in the Eastern Conference semifinals. And I and I get it in the playoffs, right. especially especially broken bones. Right. And I, I and I know that sounds like very hockey of me to say, like, oh wow, you're sick. Like, like 
listen, playing through a broken hand compared to like a torn ACL or nerve damage is yeah, completely yeah, yeah, yeah. and utterly different. Yes, it's still going to be painful for them, but they have so much time to deal with a fracture or a broken yeah. bone after that. I mean, torn ACL, nerve damage, you have no idea what that could what that can entail, especially da- damaging it even more. So, yeah, I just I, I don't I just don't understand. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know more than the doctor in Washington, but I do know the optics. No, no, no. The no. optics and, and look bad. We, we, we don't want to sound like. Of that course, of whatsoever. course no, not. No, but no, I'm no. just saying that the, the way it appears, it can't. Right. You can't really justify it if you're the wizard. If you ask Washington and say, "Hey, Bradley Beal just admitted that he's suffering from this nerve injury. You're you're 14 games below 500. Your season is over. Why are and you I playing?" Think- They'd I have a really hard time answering that question. I think it's it's as easy as I mean the Wizards have shown us that this season has been so. Honestly, it really has just been pretty flat. So I'm guessing the conversation was Scott Brooks talking with Bradley Beal. Maybe Tommy Shepard was in on the conversation. Do you want to play? Do you think you can play? And Brad probably said, of course, what is Bradley Beal going to say? He wants to play. That man, all he wants to do is play basketball and win for his team, win for the city that that, that drafted him. Of course he does. It shouldn't be up to him. And Brad, if Brad's ever listening, uh, we want you to make the decisions, man. But that decision, uh, we're looking out for your best interest. You should not have the decision for that. That's what what it is. And right now, Ben, it, it just should not matter that much just because of what you said, this season literally is over for contention. It's it, over, it, man. It's been it's over. Just, it's it's just been not. Over. It's just Brad, it's not plausible. Brad Beal will have many Brad. seasons after this, many seasons that will matter way more than this one. He'll go on to win multiple right. all-star appearances. He'll, he'll be on, on the all-NBA team. This season for Bradley Beal, you needed to do your proven yourself more and the wizards need to approach the season with that because look look god forbid something happens here i'm i'm, I'm a firm believer at this point in the year you're down 14 games in the playoffs you're not going to make the playoffs you need to start lessening the load on a russell west that's what i'm saying ben. even a robin lopez these guys have 100 percent and 12 13 14 years there's no reason for these guys to be then, playing ben, 30 plus you, minutes right now you're asking all of this from bradley beal and then if some if something like i'm saying happens which happens so frequently it does if if it does happen because it, it's a big it, it's not it's not even a big if it, it happens so frequently and when it and, and if it does happen i mean I, I i hope hope i hope it doesn't and i really wish that brad would just be sitting until he's healthy like i i wish for any injury Really, unless like it's game seven of the, of the finals and right. like you're dealing with like a dislocated finger, then sure, get your butt out there and like, you know, tr- you know, try and do your best for sure. But when we're talking about the regular season, a, a team that is not really in contention for playoff or competitive, you know, uh, you know, nature in the Eastern Conference finals or Eastern Conference, I'm sorry. It makes no sense to put his career at risk because Ben, what did we see with the Golden State Warriors in 2019? Yeah, I mean, but, I, that's, and, it's hard. And to tell you the truth, I, I know it was the finals. We're talking about the finals right now, but we're talking about Kevin Durant being one of the greatest players, not not now, of all time. Kevin Durant being that great of a player and, and dealing with an injury, not, not a broken bone, not some sort of sprain, an Achilles injury. And he comes back. And has one of the worst injuries the game sees, right? 
And I think that uh, was and, a and, and, and injury. It, and, and that's what I'm saying. Ben, you, you, you have, you have golden States GM up there sobbing in the post-game press conference. Cried his eyes out. I forget his name. Bob. Bob Myers, I believe. Bob Bob, Bob Myers. Yep. Cried his eyes out, and I, and I have no doubt in my mind that he loves all his players. That he that he probably has great great relationships for his players. But he probably knew at that point the organization. I mean, did you guys bully Kevin Durant into coming back for that 15, 20 minutes, and then he he no tore his and he tore his Achilles? Of course, he wants to leave, and in this situation. In the regular season. Exactly. And with Kawhi Kawhi Leonard during the regular season, the the San Antonio Spurs mismanaged his injuries. Hey, when your job is all about your body, all about staying healthy, you're going to think twice about people that do that that tell you things that are not true and and that and that do things that 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 are detrimental to your career. So Ben, great example. So Kawhi left San Antonio, you know, requested a trade as he should have. Kevin Durant left Golden State. Obviously, he was going to. Now, now Ben, and and, and now we're we're dealing with with Bradley Beal in, in, in a much during reg, a regular season where their competitiveness is just <laughs> so so they're, they're, non-existent. They're top five pick, like this is just literally, and it makes. I, I mean, you and I can can sit here, scream at each other, blue, to be blue in the face, to try and figure out why. We have asked so many questions this year. We've tried to answer so many questions this year. And, and and we have got, we've got nowhere because guess what? It's it it's just it's a, it's been utter chaos, honestly. It has been utter, and it's been literally chaos w- w- with this team this whole year. And and this honestly is a cherry on the top because it is. This is ridiculous. The, the, I'm Bradley Beal is you you're you're one of the best players on the planet, and I will never take that away. But I'm sorry if that would, if the decision was mine, Ben, and I know if it was yours, you're sitting. And you are going to sit until you're healthy because that's good. That's the best for you. Yeah. There's and no for doubt. us, honestly, if, if, if we want to, of course, you want to help heal next year. Exactly. So yes, it's Ben overall. This is the most frustrating part of the season. This literally is the most frustrating part of the season. You know, I'll say this before we move on. Flip Saunders, as I invoke his name again, as once said, don't think it can't get any worse because it can. And the wizards somehow keep, getting in their own way. And this really, really, like you said, is the cherry on top because this is just, I get the roster moves, the poor coaching, the poor basketball play. This goes beyond it. And it just shows. This is this not, this is not smart. This is absolutely just not. No, smart it's hard to justify. Anyway. And, and like, I think if you ask Scott Brooks or, or Tommy Shepard, why he's playing, I don't think they'd be able to give you a good answer besides that. He wants to play. And to me, that's and not then anyone out there sitting there saying, how can you further nerve damage? Well, Hey, course you want to step i mean i'm no doctor but if the area that has nerve damage if you keep hitting it if it keeps getting also you if know, you just hurt you shouldn't play like you're probably exactly you're hurt, you i mean like that's like i know that i'm not some sort of expert here but still when we're talking about a unique injury like this something that is pretty pretty like very serious nerve damage is not is nothing to play with it's so so serious and especially when you're a professional athlete when you right. when you you rely on your body every second of your career. And Brad, 
We're talking mainly about, hey, we, we care about Brad the person, Brad the father, Brad the husband. Of course. Like, I mean, like Brad the son. Dude, he, I mean, we just saw he, he's what a person to John Wall. Exactly. Because John Wall like, was in his shoes literally two, three years ago, and then he missed two years of his NBA career, and now he's in Houston because the Wizards kicked him to the curb. And I hate exactly. to put it that way, but look. No, they I'll did. You're, this. No, you're right. They did. They look, gave up on him. The Washington Wizards owner, Ted Leonsis, right after – right after trading John Wall, tweeted that Russell Westbrook is durable. And if you don't think that was a subtle shot at John Wall, I got another thing to tell you. Of course it was. That was calculated. He knew what he was doing there. He's a very smart man. And the, they, they gave up on John Wall because of his injuries, because they didn't believe he can stay healthy. And that's partially the reason why the Wizards mismanaged him. He was very young. Right. He wanted to play through pain. And now he's a 30-year-old man in Houston playing through pain again, injured again. Yeah. And, and he's because ab- he's thinking crew over time. And he's murdering too. And I love to see it. I love every time I see his stat lines, I absolutely love it. Yeah. I mean, he's playing well, love but he's, he's been, been injured this year again. And he's and, oh, and, and no, yeah. I mean, he, he's been paying, playing through the, the nagging, like random injuries yeah. for sure. And, and, uh, and you, he's, you he's have to think that these things accrue over time. Like he played with bone spurs, for years that should have gotten taken care of long ago, which contributed right. to his injuries and the fact that he right. could, he literally said I couldn't jump off my right leg or something like that. Right, right. You should have taken care of that. You should have ben, but the wizards let him do that. Ben, play it's, that. it's the most frustrating thing talking about professionals, people that are in a professional setting that have these discussions all day long that are paid to eight to four, nine to five, however long it may be. And they make the overwhelming wrong choice. Yeah, they do. And now we're seeing one of our favorite players, like guys. I mean, you know this out there. Like everyone listening, you guys are all fans. Ben and I, we are fans first. We're fans of Bradley Beal. We want to see him flourish. Of course, you're, and, for, you're a fan and, of every and, player. You're literally, and 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 seeing this, obviously, Bradley Beal's best intention is not is not first and foremost with the Washington Wizards. It's just not. Them making this, them clearing him, them having him play high minutes after him not playing yeah. for a bit, Ben. This is, um, this is, I, I can't say anything else but this being super irresponsible and this is just super um, aggravating for everyone out there. Every Wizard fan should be that angry because it's just, this is ridiculous. I'll say at the very least, Anthony, it looks horrible. Whether whether or not this impacts Bradley Beal in the future, we can only speculate, but. If nothing else, if you're the Wizards, knowing that other injuries have occurred in the past for other players, i.e. John Wall, knowing that Bradley Beal is as important to the NBA and to your organization as he is, if nothing else, it looks horrible. No, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. And guys, we have so much more to get into about the Washington Wizards um, future schedule coming up against the Golden State Warriors and much more about um, really everything else. But first, let's get into... A little bit of bet online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Ben loves it. He uses it to bet on all his NBA, his college hoops, NHL um, action. Uh, bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, real time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Go to Bet Online. It, they are your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use the promo code Locked On. 
NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ben, we got to get into really the preview of the Wizards Warriors coming up. Uh, We need some quick predictions here. And, you know, the Warriors... They're having a they're they might be having a similar season for the uh, compared to the Wizards in their minds because you know they've been dominating you know you know basketball for the past eighty years and uh, what what it seemed like maybe the past three or four years but still and now they're you know they're they're at a little bit of a crossroads Ben do we think the Wizards can walk away with a win here because of you know the the Warriors struggles this year obviously no Clay Thompson you know their their, their roster has been revamped in the past couple of years what do we think. Before we talk about this game, I just want to talk about an alternate universe in which Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green were all wizards. Because let's take a trip down memory lane, okay? Let's just do this really quick. 2009, the oh Washington Wizards God. trade their pick for Randy Foy and Mike Miller, could have drafted Steph Curry, okay? Years go by, a couple years go by. Uh, Clay Thompson's on the board. Um, Flip Saunders loves Clay Thompson's begging Ernie Grunfeld to take Clay Thompson, calls him the best shooter he's ever seen. And Flip has been around a lot of basketball at that point, decades worth. Uh, Ernie goes, you know what? I'm going to go with Jan Vesely. So now you're with uh, Randy Foy. Jan, we love you. We love you, Jan. Both gone, could have had Steph, and then you're with Jan. A couple <laughs> years ago goes by. They say, you know what we need in, in D.C.? Jan's friend. Let's pick Tomas Sadoransky, even though Draymond Green is on the board. They end up with Tomas Sadoransky. Choose not to play him at point guard, and that, st- that story is written. So there's an alternate universe out there in which the Wizards have Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Yet, Could you imagine? Uh, they don't. No, no. <laughs> hey, they that, but if that alternate you know, universe existed, if they did, if they were able to it draft exists. these there guys, is one which, out there. which they, they were able to, as you just pointed out, but if they did... Yeah. If they did, going back then. Now, those guys got three championships. God. If we if if we switch over the organizations now, right? Like if, yeah, if yeah, the Wizards did be. that, right? Do do we think the Wizards would have three rings? Yeah, point? I mean, you have three three Hall of Fame players at that level. I mean, what changes you, besides them playing in Washington? You think you think the Wizards would have would have made that like silent silent signing of Andre Iguodala, like when no one really like knew about it? Well, if it? they were if like, we're oh, assuming wow, what a big step, we're assuming big, big deal. Smart enough to make these draft picks, so they'd probably be smart enough to make those moves too. But uh, right, that's what we're, we're assuming. Not. That's what we're assuming. We, yeah. we we don't know if you know Sean Livingston would find his way over. You he know, was already in D.C. He was, yeah. He would have just, been, just or like around. a festival Zeli, you know, like all these yeah. random guys who contributed and like you know were so so. I mean, during that, I mean, two thousand fifteen, that whole team contributed in such great ways. They all looked like they were all stars at times. Honestly, I mean, like just the way like they all flowed together. They took I mean, turns. That's and in 20, 2016, too, one hundred percent. Obviously, besides the finals, but but still, well, the first half of the finals, they they looked like that team. People forget how absolutely beautiful that team was. I mean, oh, they moved the, every player just knew their role to a T. It was like they were born to play for the Warriors. Sean Livingston, he came to life there. You have to remember, he was 
bouncing around the league. The Wizards waved him twice. The Washington Wizards waved him twice. And the Warriors said, hey, you might not be good enough for Washington, but we'll take you. And then he ends up playing a, a, a fantastic role, helps them win a championship. Same thing with Andre Godala. And you mentioned some of the other players. I mean, they just, that team, obviously, uh, the way they handled the Kevin Durant situation, not the best. But you, that aside, they've really done an amazing job of just finding talent. This game, though, moving on to this game, I understand Brad Beal and Steph Curry. That That's going to be a highlight matchup. But my focus here, and I think the team's focus, should be on the Denny Avdia, James Wiseman sort of matchup here. you got two rookies. Um, Denny's coming off a great game, 16 points. Wiseman is coming into the zone. I know the Wizards loved the Wiseman in the draft. Obviously, didn't end up with him. Denny, though, he's an interesting player, and I think I think he he needs to finish the season strong in order to have that confidence and momentum going into next year. Because as I said in the previous podcast, this season the wins and losses no longer matter. It's about developing Denny and Rui and making sure they're ending the season on a high note. So that's the matchup to watch for me seeing how they match up with Wiseman and Danny. But, Anthony, let's make some predictions here. What do you, what are you thinking? The Wizards, we don't, do we even – I'm not going to say we don't want to win, but the win won't be the best for the Wizards here. So what are we thinking here? <laughs> oh, yeah, Ben, I hear what you're saying there, brother. I know you're trying to tank for Cade. <laughs> yes, I'm going to predict a loss. I'm oh, usually okay. wrong, guys. So what's Steph again, going on for? But, again, yeah, like Steph, Steph Curry, he's been absolutely out of his mind. Um Seems like he's been averaging thirty or forty points in, in, in like the last like five games. Yeah, I think he's pretty much. I think he's averaging thirty at this point. You know, yeah. In the season, I think it was last I knew it was twenty nine point seven. But still, he is absolutely on a tear. I know that the rest that the Warriors are struggling. The rest of their team is has been struggling. But like you said, they have they have some young guys that that are able to put up great numbers. Jameis, I mean, he he does well. Or I mean, James Wiseman, he he does really well. And uh, Draymond Green. Something really peculiar I've been seeing. I mean, we know that Draymond's not the best outside shooter, but we know that he still can shoot. We know that, that he has been able to shoot in the past. Ben, lately in games, I, I games that I've watched, I've been tuning into the Warriors. Teams are just daring him to shoot all over. Not even from outside, mid-range he has the ball, and, and they'll just back right up from him. Yeah, he can't and leave him shoot. right alone. And he has not shot in the ball. He hasn't shot the ball. Ben, a few years ago, he was he was doing fine shooting the ball. He really was. And I know every time he shoots the ball, he looks like he has like a backpack on or he has something on Such his back. But still, you know, like he he just right. No, he's a bad. Is it kind of weird because because at, at a couple years ago he was doing just fine from he the, wasn't the shots the shots that he was selecting though. I mean, you look at this three point percentage. I think he, the Warriors were such a great shooting team that even their bad shooters look like good shooters. Looked like they were doing right. Good. Just because you hit, you see Steph hit a 40 foot three point shot and clay do what he does. And even Harrison Barnes, when they had him in KD, and then you'll see Draymond hit an occasional three. And it seems like everyone's shooting threes. Well, but man, he hadn't, he hasn't shot over 30% in, in a long time. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. and when he was, when he was like an all-star, he was shooting in like the, and the very like, low thirties. That's that's what we're talking. I'm not talking about a great, great shooter, but like a shooter, like enough. Like, like I mean, I guess like they're spacing the floor that much already with the team that they have. I mean, what's one more guy that like is kind of a threat? And during that time, he was shooting like what, like thirty, maybe twenty nine. Bad. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't bad. I mean, like, yeah, no, it was bad, but like it wasn't. Um, you know, I guess it, the volume of it all, it wasn't like he was like hacking up six, seven threes a game, right? I Which love his bad. game. And Pretty I think, bad. I think Denny can be compared to him just a little bit. 
look at his look at his numbers. Six points, nine assists. He grabs rebounds. He defends well. He does all the little things. I'm not saying Denny will be Draymond. I think he has has more upside as a shooter than Draymond. But and I think Draymond's just one of the greatest defenders of all time. Um, but the games, the way they can impact the game, I think is similar. And that's a guy who I love if Denny watched a lot because Draymond does all the little things that that make a team a winning team. Six six, he plays the four. He can defend. He switches well. He calls out plays. He reads them. His footwork is great. I mean, Denny, Denny can be a Draymond type of player. I don't think he'll ever be the defender Draymond is, but the impact he has on the game, I think, can be similar. Basically, guys, I just want Denny. To, this season should just I be love, Denny. I love that. I I do love that comparison because we've seen Denny really like do it all like that. Obviously, exactly. besides besides on the defensive end, like like Draymond Green does, and like you said, Draymond Green is one of the top defensive players in the league any given year, right? Uh, but you're right, Ben. Denny, he could so get he could so fill into a role like that. Uh, I would like to think that he would be more of a he'd be more of an impact on the offensive end, yeah, no doubt, compared to Draymond. But uh, but no, Ben, you're right. As a passer, as a rebounder, a as it's hopefully right. Yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see? Yes. yes I mean, last game when he scored 16, he had a post up. I forget against two. It was a smaller player in Orlando. Honestly, Orlando probably doesn't even know who it was. But they threw it in the post. He dribbled twice. He got into the player's chest and he finished the layup. And then he started screaming at, at, oh, the, yeah. at the crowd. Danny needs to do that more when he's playing with that intensity that Draymond plays with. When Draymond's constantly talking, yelling pounding his chest, that's when Denny's right. at his best. And that's the Wizards. Look, let's be honest. The Wizards, when you watch them play, sometimes it looks like they're washing their dishes as opposed to playing basketball. They look You're right. Dad. It's, it's really not the most fun team to watch. <laughs> I mean, not. which team that's 15 games below 500 is the fun team to watch? This team came in with expectations. And they absolutely bombed this year. Uh, some of it their fault, some of it not. Listen, man, I... I Listen, man, I, I just turned on a Timberwolves game the other day. I was more I, I was more intrigued than than watching the Avengers. No, not oh at all. My not at all. No, not entertaining. You are right. When when teams are this bad, it's so oh. hard for them to be like that fun. But but thank God we do have Brad and Russ because they are. I mean, you know, they they shine here, and obviously that. And we have young guys like Denny and Rui to hope, you know, to have hope, you know, to have hope for. But they need more touches to make the season worth it. Like, the, to, to ben, make the, the touches are not going to come. You said uh, it I yourself. Mean, that's... You've been saying it all season. You've been saying it since last year, my friend. Okay? You know what it is. The Brad handoff. The Russ handoff. That's just <laughs> what it is. That's what the offense is built to be. And, and honestly, you know, unless guys are out or unless they're playing against teams that are absolutely decimated because they're you know, rebuilding... <laughs> Oh yeah, sure. God. People can get some. People can get some looks, but but Ben, when they're going against oh like my the, god, when they're going against like you know capable teams like the Utah Jazz, no, yes, we're going to see a lot of a lot of, Russ, out, a lot of Russ, a lot of Brad, and not many. The rest you know, of the year, man. The rest of the year should be literally Denny. Go do what you need to do, Rui. Go do what you need to do, Brad. Russ, this is show for the rest of the year. Like it, the Scott rest of the year should won't just even be... allow Denny to to handle the ball. He won't even allow him to bring bring up the ball and, oh and play God. and play somewhat of a point Guys, guard. We swapped roles on lockdown. Was remember the beginning of the year? I was trying to be the realist, and Anthony was like, "You know what, Denny might you know give Scott some time." Now, 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 Anthony's just telling me, "Hey." Denny has a lower usage rate than Isak Bonga. And that's true, by the way. And it's uh, sad. It's, it, it is sad. And it's just, we, we've gotten here just because of the decision-making in the front office and the coaching staff, man. And, and Hey, Scott Brooks, I'll always love Scott Brooks as a coach. I, I, I do, but obviously this season has been 
awful. <laughs> his decision-making has been terrible. And to tell you the truth, I mean, really, the offense, whatever scheme it may be, whatever sort of set it may be, this is this is just this is ISO ball. It's superstar ball. And we can you can't win playing that way. And it, is, it just shows that. And on top of it being the, the worst defensive team in the league by far, <laughs> it just will it, no. Oh I mean, you, you, you dug your guys' grave, and that's just what it is. We're, we're looking forward to the lottery. And guys, after after an Orlando Magic win, it should be more uh you know more positive. But I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. We should not be sitting here happy about an Orlando Orlando Magic <laughs> win. They have Cole Anthony and Ben Mahich on on their team. Hey man, man, hey. I could play some hey, minutes for the Ben Mahich is a great hooper, and I'll always be a big fan of Ben Match as, as a hooper, but still, <laughs> again, just like Ben said, you know, they probably don't even know who's starting for him, but still, I, I just, I, I know that I, I keep sounding very frustrated, but, it, it, you know, going over everything, you know, really, you know, Look at getting me. all of this, especially when, when it comes to Denny and Rui and, and the offensive sets, Ben, there's nothing else to talk about besides, like, being frustrated and saying, hey, yeah. no one else gets any touches besides Russ and Brad, and there's no offense. It's them. Handoffs. We're 63 Greens. games. Green's being set for them. We're 63 episodes into the season, folks. This is what it is. We've come to accept the destiny that the, that the Washington Wizards will have. But it's okay. As, as, as some great p- person once said, this too shall pass. And the Wizards will one day be good. And there is an alternate universe out there. If you believe in that, if you believe that there's an infinite amount of universes, as many people do, then there's championships. So if nothing else, take that with you. That the Wizards on some planet are the best team on that planet. Is it Earth? Look at that. No. Look at that. It is a planet out there. Oh, Lockdown Wizards faithful. We thank you again for listening. The Wizards are 14 games below 500. Cade Cunningham's season is over, and his agent and Cade are probably watching the Wizards and saying, please, let's pay for these lottery balls not to go this way. I'm oh, kidding around, man. guys. Oh, man. Spot. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm just kidding. This is just, just joking around now. with you guys. This is comedy po- this is, it's become a comedy podcast. We're going to just come up here and do stand-up every week. Why not? Let's just do that and be like, Guess what, guys? Jerome Robinson is back, and he played 30 minutes. And and the fans would be like, wait, did that really happen? Because that might. (laughs) Or we can just throw out basketball and just try out, like, our biker jokes and, like, biker bars. Yeah, let's do it. What's what's the deal with all these wheels? (laughs) What's the deal with all these wheels? RockAuto.com, folks. Great website but guys we'll be back here tomorrow with more jokes more hoops analysis if you haven't already we've given you so many reasons to, the to worst subscribe jokes on, on the planet please subscribe to the worst jokes on the planet they're here they're right spotify here. apple music wherever you get your podcast you'll get great jokes wizards analysis as always we'll be here again tomorrow hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today 